Welcome to the Case for Safety podcast. Our conversations with safety experts aim to share ideas and insights you can use to help your organization benefit from efforts to improve worker safety and health. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. Attaining a safety certification is an educational and professional development journey for many safety professionals. Here today to talk about her journey toward attaining her ASP and CSP certifications is Courtney D. Lewis. Courtney is a certified safety professional and is EHS manager at Toyotetsu North America. Courtney, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Great to have you. Uh, excited to get started. Now, uh, earlier this year, we had a couple of episodes dedicated to helping safety professionals understand different safety and health certifications and how to prepare for their certification exams. So we thought this would be a good opportunity to talk to someone about their personal journey in attaining their certifications. So uh, when it comes to your journey, I thought we could start by talking about you know why you decided to attain your safety certifications. Yeah, certainly. So um, first of all, I am a highly motivated individual to begin with. So um, that is first and foremost, but especially when it comes to learning. And I constantly seek out knowledge daily, just about on anything to do with EHS or PSM, which is process safety management. And I had a manager once tell me to spend just 10 minutes a day learning, and I was sure to be successful. When he told me this, this was years ago, I thought he was just silly for telling me that. But I understand it now, and there's so many, uh, you know, automatic email, you know, subscriptions you can submit to where you get the automatic regulatory updates and so forth. So those little 10 minutes a day um, really do keep an EHS professional on track. And um, so I took that very seriously and I do, and I do that. Yeah, you know, I received my, my bachelor's in environmental health science from Eastern Kentucky University and then my master's from Eastern Kentucky University in safety, security, and emergency management. And it was actually at EKU that I learned more about certifications. So to me, a certification shows another level of competency it shows that I kept going to maintain it. And I still have to keep going to maintain a CSP or ASP. You have to do certain things to keep uh, that certification. You have to go to trainings and you have to further yourself even more so. Um, so the majority of my experience was in oil and gas, um, you know, five years in Texas. And, uh, you know, Texas really doesn't play around. And uh, I say that jokingly, but in all seriousness, Oil and gas companies take credentials very seriously. Some even, it's a, a requirement to be a CSP or a CIH. Um, another reason for attaining is more times than not, a credentialed individual is uh, looked at more so for open positions um, over others. And um, the salaries tend to be larger. And I know money isn't everything, but you know, we work for a reason and that's to make money to support our life and family and so forth. So why not make the most of it that you can? Um, so, you know, in a nutshell, that is every reason why I, I furthered myself and got the ASP and then the CSP. Absolutely. That, that's, that's a lot of great points. Now, you, you talked about kind of when you were in college, you started to first learn about these certifications. Looking back uh, on on your career, when, when was it? You know, did you reach a certain point in your career when you said, "I I'm I'm going to go for it"? What was you know that the experience of that like when you decided to go for first your ASP and then your CSP? 
Well, I knew early on during my studies at Eastern um, that I wanted to obtain the credentials and the CSP was always that golden standard. And even the BCSP, um, you know, that is what they say is the CSP is that golden standard. And many of my professors, the ones that I look up to, you know, still to this day were credentialed individuals and I heard their stories and, and I saw their successful, um, you know, careers that they, you know, had led and were still leading and I wanted to be like them. So, you know, I always stayed on top of the BCSP requirements to keep my path and my vision very clear. And over time, the BCSP requirements, you know, they do change. So I had to really stay on top of it. And for me, at the time of pursuing the ASP back in 2015, you know, I had to go the route of getting my ASP first. And, um, you know, I knew that I want to pursue my CSP shortly after. And, you know, also being a member of the ASSP for so many years, you know, back when it was the ASSE, um, now that helped me connect with many professionals to understand even more about credentials and the importance behind it. And uh, so many ASSP members, um, you know, would, you know, guide me uh, on, you know, how to basically, you know, make that pathway and, and have a successful career. Um, so I do owe a lot to the ASSP. Well, g- glad to hear it. We love to hear that, of course. So talk a little uh, about your experience in in preparing for for both exams. Was the experience different in preparing for your ASP than you found when preparing for your CSP? And you know, wh- what what was the experience like of preparing for both of those exams? Right, so you know, my study experience for the ASP was was much different. I studied a lot. And I utilized four different organizations or companies, you know, study materials, did a lot of self-study through their workbooks. And, you know, that was even the BCSP offers, you know, some some test material that you can review. Um, The ASSP has courses, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. And then I went through, you know, two other companies to get, you know, their workbooks and flashcards and so forth. But Um, When it came to the CSP, I did way more. So, you know, at that time, back in 2016 and 2017, I utilized those same organizations and companies um, that I studied for the ASP, but I went a few steps further because there's a lot more math on the CSP. And, you know, you have to have your formulas, basically, you've got to really know them. So I utilized workbooks for self-study. I did a lot of online practice tests, and the very best thing that I did that my company at that time really supported me on and and pushed me to do was to go to an ASSP exam workshop in person, and that included an entire day of, you know, math review, and it was very personable, very personalized, and, um, you know, the ASSP's prep courses provided the one-on-one time that I needed especially when it came to those, those math um, formulas. So that was really what was the big push for me for CSP. Okay. Now, w- when you think back on your experience, both with ASP and CSP, I know you talked, you, you did a lot, of course, a lot of preparation and research, but was there anything that surprised you about the experience of getting your certifications or, you know, anything you wish you would have known at, at the start? Absolutely. My story on this one is a, a, a little probably different than what you imagine, but I actually failed the first time I took the CSP. 
And um, I, that was when I had just been using the study manuals and, and self-study. I had not went to the ASSP yet. Um, you know, after I failed is when I went to the ASSP course. But, you know, the test was five hours long. And the test centers have a very thorough biometric process every time you have to get up and down, for example, to go use the restroom. So, you know, you're having to show your empty pockets. You have to pull your pants up and show that you don't have anything around your ankles or tucked in your shoes. You have to do, you know, a scan, I believe, of your palm. Um, it's, it's a biometric process. So... At the time, I wasn't expecting uh, mommy to be, um, and my for my first and only child, and you know I had heightened emotions. Uh, you know it is stressful to take any type of exam, and um, you know I was up and down quite a bit having to to take breaks. So it just wasn't good timing for me to take that exam, and I wish I had waited. And you know I failed, and I, and I do blame that poor choice of timing on, on the failure. Uh, I didn't foresee that that would be such a big issue um, to take that exam being expecting, but it was definitely, but um, you know, so I failed and uh, you know, pick myself back up again. I had great support from the company at that time that I worked for. And that is when they sent me to ASSP to have that one-on-one -on -one study session, the workshop. Talk a little bit about making that transition from the ASP certification to the CSP. Did you decide to, to keep your ASP after attaining your CSP? Account? What went into that decision-making process, you know, as you achieved your other certification? So it's so funny. Uh I actually kept mine, but I was never one to put that on the end of my name, you know, when I would sign things or, you know, on my cards, I never did ASP comma CSP, you know, if you, when you get the CSP, that's it, you've reached, you know, the top. So I would always just put CSP, but I still paid for and kept up with my ASP. So I just now let it go um, this summer, actually. And, you know, I knew what I wanted to do, but I actually posted a question on LinkedIn to get others opinion on why they kept it or let it go. And basically, when you have the CSP, that golden standard, you do not need to carry on with the, the ASP. Um, you know, I kept it out of pride, really. I worked hard for it. I'm going to keep it. Um, and I found so many of my peers um, when they answered that question online. And that was their mindset. And then so many um, said they eventually gave that up. And, you know, why would you keep it? You've got the CSP. But there's not really any good explanation or reason to really keep it, the ASP. Um, you passed it, put it behind you. And when you get the CSP, you know, let that drop. That is my opinion. And that's what I finally did after <laughs> several years of keeping it. Sure, sure. So, when when you look back on on your experience, if you were gonna you know impart some some of your big takeaways to others who might be going through the process now or thinking about attaining their ASP or CSP, what what would you what would you say to them? You, you, your your big lessons learned. Well, as harsh as it may sound, I mean, you need to try to set your path, your career path, and your vision, and really stick to it. Understand what it takes to get there. So for me personally. I knew that I wanted to achieve certain things in my life before I had any children. That was the, my personal plan. 
And, you know, if I could wait and plan in that manner, then that's what I wanted to do. And I did, except I was maybe a few months shy there <laughs> um, as I was, you know, expecting when I took that CSV the first time. But, you know, but it all worked out anyway. Um, you know, after I failed, I continued to study and then I had my baby boy and I was very fortunate to have a good support system at home uh, to study uh, after having my baby. And I took the exam again. So, you know, it's hard to have time to study for anything when you have children, plus a full-time career that included a lot of travel for me personally at that time. And being in safety uh, for oil and gas is very demanding. And if I hadn't had that support, plus, you know, that determination, I wouldn't have achieved it uh, maybe ever. You know, I would have given up because life is so busy when you have little ones on top of a, a career. I'm also a part of the, you know, Kentucky Louisville chapter ASSP, uh, you know, secretary for them. So I, I, I'm involved with them. So I'm doing all these things and, and my child's in sports and I can't imagine trying to study. But if you are in that, um, that space, you have children, you have a busy, crazy life. Don't let that uh, stop you, you know, get a support system. If you don't have it inside of your home, ask a friend, you know, can you watch the kids for an hour Tuesday and Thursday while I study, you know, put yourself out there and try to get help to get that study time because you do need it. And that's my biggest piece of advice. So make a plan, research what it takes, stick to it, get it done. Okay, uh, great. Uh, any Anything else, any final notes you'd, uh, you'd like to add as, uh, as we wrap up? Um, just, you know, there's, there's so many organizations out there, uh, that will help you, your local, you know, ASSP chapters, get with them. Uh, there's so many people willing to mentor safety professionals and there's a lot of mentorship programs out there through even the ASSP, uh, you know, subscribe to, you know, magazines, bulletins, emails, stay on top of everything regulatory that you can, and uh, if you're horrible at math, like I sometimes tend to think that I am, also do not let that stop you either. Take the time, study. But being credentialed is definitely something to work hard for and be very proud of once you do achieve it and well worth the time. So, yeah, and, and I'm out there. Um, people can look me up. I'll be certain to mentor anyone that uh, asks for it. So always here to help. Absolutely. Yeah. I encourage all of our, uh, our listeners to, to reach out. Well, thank you so much again for coming on, Courtney. I've uh, really enjoyed our conversation. I hope uh, our, our listeners will take uh, what we talked about today and think about it as they you know make their way through their uh, safety certification journey. So thank you again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Case for Safety podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time.